Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and I welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. You know, one scripture says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Do we know the answer to that question? Is No. No, nothing is too hard for the Lord. That means the situation that you're dealing with, it may seem impossible to you. You can't see any answer to it. It's not too hard for the Lord. It is not. There is a way of escape. There is a way to come out, to, to make it through it, to overcome it. But you won't see it just looking at yourself or just looking at the problem. You've got to get your eyes off of yourself off the problem, and on to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looking at Him, you can see the answer. You can see the healing, the provision, the deliverance, the wisdom, the answer. He doesn't even have to figure it out. He already knows. And He'll show it to you. So let's ask Him. Father, all of us agree together as touching these things. We ask You for Your holy anointing for your, uh, your spirit working and moving in us and on us, through us and for us. We're asking for answers and direction and illumination and light and help for right now. And we'll give you the thanks for all the good results in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look please again at our text that we've uh, seen repeatedly in this series, Hebrews the third chapter, Hebrews chapter three. We've been on a series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. Chapter three, verse seven, it says, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your hearts like they did, we could say. Verse 10, he said, I was grieved with that generation. And said, they do always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. If they couldn't have learned his ways, it would have been unreasonable and unjust for him to be displeased with them for not learning his ways. So obviously that was and is available to us. Said out loud, I can learn God's ways. I can understand. His ways. This is a wonderful thing. This is because, uh, you know, he said, my, uh, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. Now, he was talking about some specific things uh, to people that were off with some things. But just because God's thought or way is higher than yours on a thing doesn't mean you can't attain to his thought. Doesn't mean you're unable to grasp his thought or come up to his way. And uh, that's his desire. And he's calling us, come up. Come up higher. Hallelujah. 
Somebody say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. He, He said in verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So we have been on for a number of weeks now on this uh, effort to learn what they did wrong because we're, we're warned, we're cautioned, not just here, but in 1 Corinthians 10 and other places in the scripture, we are warned not to let happen to us what happened to them. Well, if you don't even know what happened to them, you are at a disadvantage in recognizing and resisting and dealing with things properly. So we went back to Exodus and we've been studying one by one these main events where the Israelites that were delivered from Egyptian bondage, where they faced adversity and challenge and they could have believed God, they should have trusted Him and they didn't. Every time When the pressure was on, they chose to doubt. They chose to complain and murmur and blame and say, we got to quit and got to go back to Egypt. We can't. That displeased God. That grieved God. That angered God because they didn't have to do that. Nobody ever has to do that. Now, if you do it, doesn't mean it's the end if you're willing to repent when you see that you've messed up. All of us have made mistakes, but if you realize you're being stubborn, you're being unbelieving, you're, being, you're yielding to fear, the moment you realize it, what should you do, class? Help me out. What should you do? You should say, stop that, boy, girl, stop that, and, and repent, right? Say, Lord, I judge that wrong. I shouldn't do that. That's not how I should respond. I don't want to be that way. Uh, Help me. I'm asking for your grace and strength. And I choose to be courageous. I choose to be a believer in you, to trust in you, to be strong. Everybody said out loud today, I I choose to be courageous and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I will not. Yield to fear fear. and defeat. defeat. I'm not a quitter. I'm I'm a believer. believer. Hey, hallelujah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Go with me back to Numbers, the uh, 16th chapter. And and we've been on this one actually longer than I thought. (laughs) But we've been on Korah's rebellion for a number of lessons now. But you know, the great thing about this, uh, we can just keep going until we get through. Is that right? And uh, I hope you keep coming back till you get all of it. Um, in number 16, Korah, Dathan, Abiram, and 250 princes in the assembly, famous men, gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And they said, I think it's number 16, 3 or so, they said, uh, you take too much on you. Uh, They said, all the congregation is holy. In other words, you, later on, Dathan and Abiram said, you know, you you think you're going to make yourself a prince over us. And that was not true. Absolutely was not true. The scripture said Moses actually was the most humble man 
on the planet, on earth. You could not find a more humble individual than Moses. And they're accusing him of being too big for his britches, you might say, of being arrogant. And just because somebody says something, just because millions of people say it or accuse, does not make it true. Does not make it true. And you need to pay attention not to all the noise you hear, especially in our day of multimedia and internet and all this stuff. Do not pay attention to all the stuff going on. Even if there are millions of people involved in it, it won't make it right. Pay attention to what you get on the inside. And many times you should just immediately say, well, I don't know anything about that. I wasn't there. I don't know them. I don't know. And so you should have no opinion, no judgment, because you don't know. Yeah, but I think this and I think that. And it's amazing how people concoct these entire stories and scenarios and they have not one shred of truth in them. And sometimes a lot of damage is done by the time people find out. So don't be quick to believe a bunch of junk you hear. Be slow to believe anything you hear on the internet. <laughs> is that right? Including stuff you hear on news. You know, you'd like to think, well, they, they vet stuff. And no, no, I, I wish that were true. But people are in such a rush to meet deadlines and to air things first. They are not checking. And uh, don't even want to admit it when they make a mistake many times. But you don't have to figure all that out. Just don't jump on the boat <laughs> and the truck of everything that's going down uh, this worldly road. So anyway, they did. They rebelled against them. And, you know, over in verse uh, uh, 30, uh, number 1630, the Lord had said through Moses that uh, if the Lord did a new thing and the ground opened up and they all went down alive into the pit, into Sheol, that uh, uh, it would be obvious that these men had provoked the Lord. And as soon as he got through saying that, it happened. The ground split open, and it would have been a huge gap in the earth because you're talking about whole encampment of this group of people and, and even their livestock and everything. I mean... And they all went down alive screaming, not just a few feet under the earth, all the way down into the abyss, the pit, shoal. I won't claim that I understand all that that is, but the Bible tells us that hell is beneath. Heaven is above. And we, we hardly know anything about the center of our planet. Nobody's been able to go there. We know it's you know, off the chart, hot, and pressures. Well, that sounds like hell. And all we could see with our natural eyes would be the natural part of it anyway. You wouldn't see spiritually what's going on down there. But what you see is judgment without mercy and people going down into the pit. Well, that's a graphic picture of what's going on right now. And of what will happen later at judgment. Uh, people don't like to talk about it. But hell is real. And it wasn't made for human beings. It was prepared for the devil. 
and his angels and his cohorts. But if you reject God and become God's enemy, then you get to stay with God's enemies. Somebody say, not me. By the grace of God, I am not the enemy of God. I'm in the family of God. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm family. Woo. Don't you like saying that? <laughs> I'm family. I'm God's family. And uh, uh, it's all because of Jesus. We, none of us could earn our way into the family. Uh, none of us, you know, uh, Paul said in Ephesians 3, he said, uh, I bow my knees unto the Father of the family of God, both in heaven and on earth. Part of the family is already in heaven. A lot of us have relatives that are already there. And people are going there every day. People are going the other direction too, sadly. But one of these days, you and I get to go. And uh, it won't be because we earned our way into it. It won't be because we deserved it, because we were so good. You'll hear people sometimes say, well, I, I hope I've been good enough to get in. You haven't. I can tell you immediately, nobody uh, is able to save their self by being good enough. Because if that was the case, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. At least not for you. That's not true. It's not true. All have sinned and come short. And so the wages of sin is death. That means you should not be a part of the family of God. You don't deserve to be. You deserve to be judged and punished uh, with God's enemies. But because of the mercy of God, because of what Jesus has done for me, Jesus didn't deserve going to the cross. He didn't deserve being made sin. He didn't deserve being punished. Have you read, he went to the heart of the earth? Have you read that? He went to the heart of the earth? People, I've heard people say, oh, I don't believe that. Jesus didn't go to hell. If he didn't go, you're going. (laughs) Maybe you'd like to change that doctrine? (laughs) The Bible said he he went down. Uh, Philippians talks about it. But then... He was brought up, hallelujah, free. He paid the price. Judgment was satisfied. And the devil, they thought they had pulled off the the act and and the victory of eons. The scripture said if if the enemy had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Which means what? They didn't know. They thought we have killed the Son of God. They thought they had finally triumphed against God. They thought, you know, they could hardly believe it themselves. Until, after three days and nights, God spoke from his throne. And it shook that place. Woo! Hallelujah! And he said, uh, this is my beloved son. This day I have begotten you. And he was Uh, justice was satisfied and he rose up out of there, came up by the tomb, his body was glorified and hallelujah and eventually all the way to the right hand of the throne on high. Glory to God. He has paid the price for your sins and mine. He was judged in our place. Everything that you and I should have gone through and experienced, he did it, didn't deserve it. 
so we could get the mercy we don't deserve. But we still get it. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, believers, say it out loud. I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to be judged for my sins. I'm not going to be punished for my sins. Why? Because Jesus was. Is that right? He was in my place for me. So instead of judgment, I get mercy. Mercy. Woo. Couldn't you shout and sing and praise God all day and all night about mercy? Oh, thank God. Thank God. I mean, you could just do this rest of your life going, I ain't going to hell. I'm not going. I'm not going. Because you were going. You were going. I was too. We were going. So when people say, well, you know, I hope I've been good enough. You have not. You have not been good enough. And you can't be. Man cannot save himself. You cannot. People keep trying. That's why they don't want to believe in God. And they want to believe, well, we can take care of it ourselves. No, you can't. No, you can't. Never have been able to. Won't ever be able to. But Jesus, the Word becoming flesh, became a man, did it as a man, hallelujah, hallelujah. and gave it to man. Amen. Ooh, thank God. You ought to say it again. I'm not going. I'm not going down. I'm going up. Ooh, hallelujah. That's why when believers die, they breathe their last. Their spirit leaves their body. That's nothing to be afraid of. The Bible said you depart to be with Christ. He's not down now. He's up. To be with Christ, which is far better than the best thing you've ever experienced here in this life. The Bible said that when they, uh, the ground opened up, they all went down alive. And then, verse 34, the people ran away at the cry of them. Verse 35, the fire blasted out and consumed the 250 men that offered incense. Now, this is no flicker of a flame. Uh, God creates stars. And so the heat and the power that comes out of him is just beyond what we know or how to measure. And... Um, Judgment, that's, that's why he would warn them. He kept, if you read these passages, you know, even Moses at one point, he said, God, I want to see your glory. I'm going to show me the whole thing. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He, he said, boy, you can't. You just, you are not rigged for it right now. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we understand with electricity, you know, uh, here in the States, we have uh, 110 volts, you know, and uh, a lot of other countries, you'll have 220 and even more. And buddy, if you take your little hair dryer that was built for 110 and you plug it into 220, it'll go, Woo! <laughs> it'll run real fast and then smoke will come out of it <laughs> and you need a new hair dryer. <laughs> Why? It ain't built for 220. It can't handle it. And in our mortal state, we cannot handle the full glory of God. And that's what he was telling him. He was saying, no, you can't, you can't see my face. You can't. That's why he died. There always had to be a cloud 
There always had to be something in between. And even you remember when he, when he came down, Moses came down from the mount, they put a veil over his face. Because even just being that close to the glory and power, uh, Moses' skin and body soaked it up so that he's glowing like a light bulb. <laughs> and, and, he could, and he couldn't see God's face. He's just that close to it in the cloud. Won't it be wonderful when our bodies are changed? Won't it be wonderful when we can be right in the full presence of the Almighty? What is that going to be like? Woo! No wonder the Bible said to depart and be with Christ is far better. Far, not just better, far better. But uh, when these men provoked the Lord, when they showed such disdain, such disrespect, they basically got in God's face, told him they didn't want who he picked. They weren't going to go with his plan. This evil unbelief that we read about in Hebrews 3. And because nobody asked for mercy, nobody repented, they got judgment. Judgment without mercy. And the fire blasted out and consumed them. And verse 36, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, Speak to Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, that he take up the censers out of the burning and scatter thou the fire yonder, for they are hallowed. Now, God never changes. And so he, he has very specific things to say about what is holy and what is not holy and, and what should be handled with honor and what is common. And... Um, Notice who Moses um, tells to do this. The, high, the, the priest. The priest. Do you reckon anybody else is volunteering to go pick up the censers? <laughs> Not today. Uh-uh. They just saw. Why? Because those guys should have never been out there parading around. They're not, they're not priests. Uh, Everybody except Korah wasn't even a Levite, wasn't even helps ministry, much less anointed priest. And yet they said, it doesn't matter. You know, we're all God's people. That is disrespect, not just to ministers or leaders, that's disrespect to God. And so they came out there and they all held him up and they're saying, we're just as holy as anybody and we can do anything that the priest can do. We can do anything that God's chosen can do. And God uses us too. And I mean the fire blasted out and killed all of them. Just like that, 250 men wiped them out. And so then the people had run away from the ground opening up. And I'm sure they ran away from the fire. And Moses looks at Aaron and tells him to tell his son, who is now uh, next in line for high priest, you go take up the censers out of the burning and scatter the fire, for they are hallowed. They're holy. And the censers of these sinners against their own souls. Now you'll, you'll hear people, even Christians that should know better. They'll say, well, man, you know, why did God kill them like that? That just seems too harsh. Can you read? Verse 38. The censers of what? These people God killed. Sinners against their own souls. What's that saying? They did it 
to themselves. Come on, can you see that? You know, I know I get a little animated about this, but uh, I don't like people disrespecting my great father God and accusing him of being trivial and accusing him of not being able to control himself or cruelty or, or, you know, whatever. Then that's not right. They did it to themselves. That would have never been God's choice for them. To say God, you know, well, God killed them, which is actually what these people later on are going to say. Um, to say that, are you going to say it was God's idea for them to come out there and intrude into the priest's office and offer up censors? No, that, they never should have done They never should have rebelled. They never should have presumed. They never should have transgressed into another office. So their destruction was entirely their own fault. Everybody said out loud, they did it to themselves. Has that happened again? Anytime, anywhere? What do you think? <laughs> see, see, people like to blame everything on God. I get, I get weary of hearing it. I wonder why God did that. Was it God? Was it his choice? Again and again. How many realize the Bible says, God is not willing that any should perish. Second Peter. God, is that true or not? So when people perish, what do we know immediately? It wasn't God's will. Well, then why did they perish? They did it to themselves again and again. Notice with me in, in Proverbs, the 19th chapter. And the second and third verse. Proverbs 2 and 3 says, The soul, that the soul is without knowledge, it's not good. And he that hastes with his feet sinneth. People often miss it by moving too fast. The foolishness of man perverts his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Who messed up his way? The man did. So then what does he do? His heart frets against the Lord. Does that make sense? Uh -uh. The NIV says a man's own folly ruins his life, yet his heart rages against the Lord. The easy to read says people ruin their lives with the foolish things they do, and then they blame the Lord for it. (laughs) Somebody say, dumb, dumb, dumb. The, uh, The message Bible says people ruin their lives by their own stupidity, so why does God always get blamed? Can you see that over and over again? People are doing things to their own selves that's just allowing the enemy to still kill and destroy and wreak havoc. And then they'll turn around and say, I just don't know why the Lord did that. I don't know why. I don't understand why that was God's will. Who said it was God's will? Well, everything that happened. No, everything that happens is not God's will. No. Your sin, you're not listening, your disobedience, your rebellion, your ignoring was never the will of God. So the results of it wouldn't be the will of God. And our time's up today. <laughs> Say it out loud, I choose, I choose not to rebel, not to rebel but to listen, to listen and trust and obey, obey, and it'll be well with me. Hallelujah. We'll see you again soon back here in faith school.
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.